In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. question a person who doesn't know God I will not speak with him about pornography but I'll speak first about believing in God and believing in the authority of the scripture that's the first step but some people who are atheists and they are struggling with pornography they seek actually treatment they know it's it's wrong or at least it doesn't give them satisfaction is kind of addiction and uh, when they go to to uh, to any therapist to find actually a treatment for pornography, they will go through the 12 steps, and uh, the first step is to submit to the highest power. Of course, they don't call it God, but, but they call it, which actually support what we just said. And without God, there is no victory. So, me as a servant. First, I would like to address his relationship with God first. Because that's the foundation I, I built on it. Without this foundation, I cannot put the ceiling before I have the foundation. Or I cannot put windows without have the foundation. If they refuse to build the foundation, then, as I said yesterday, and Sayyidina said today in his lecture, you cannot help somebody who refused to be helped. What we can do for him, pray for him, check on him regularly. And first, yeah, a very important point in dealing with addict people, do not enable them. Let them, yeah, any addiction, any sin, God put in it some negative consequences. Sometimes we try to protect them from the negative consequences. That's enabling. But let them reap the negative consequences because this will be the starting point for their repentance. The second question about people who are getting married, and if he is actually confessing regularly before getting married 
and confessed sin of pornography, I should actually be, as his father of confession, advise him that if you want a successful marriage, he should do the detox before thinking about marriage. And at least he should be away from pornography one year, nine months at least, in order to have... I'm going to tell him, I'm not going to give you the recommendation letter for marriage, for your own sake, you need to do the detox first in order to have a successful marriage. But in the case that you mentioned, like narcissistic personality disorder, yeah, all these elements sometimes they need psychological help. And if there is, again, if they are refusing to be helped and they insist on their way, what we need to do is just to pray, check on them regularly, not to enable them until, you know, they listen to the voice of God and uh, repent. Every case will listen and, and of course not. And in the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, not every person listened to him. But we say this is you know, what we can do to help people who want to overcome this sin. But a person who doesn't want to overcome his sin, unfortunately, until he desires, you cannot help him. Except, as I said, three things. Pray, check on him, don't enable him. And what about the apostles? What about the apostles? I think this needs like uh, the counsel of the, the priest how to deal with this situation. Every single situation is, is different. Also, the spouse sh- should not enable him, should not yield. For example, if you force her to watch pornographic material, she should refuse. If he asked her, I was saying, when your reference was saying high expectation, I said, no, that's low expectation, it's not high. I cannot call what he expecting from his wife is a high, that's a low expectation. So when he, ha- he wants her, to do or to act out what he watched in pornography, that's he, that's a low expectation from his wife, not high expectation. She should continue at this high spiritual standard of sexual life, and she should be strong in, 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 in saying no in this, not to defile the bit of marriage, not to make what's pure impure and what is selfless to be selfish. Because we realized as servants that these kids wanted to ask so many questions. 
um, we realize that they know so much. And they're exposed to so much information, little information, that they need they needed somebody to explain to them every specific term. For the young folks, they don't look at pornography the way we're, we're, we're actually studying it. They, not only that they're exposed to little details and all the terms, um, a lot of times you find that they want specific explanation. So we've had a joke by the end of the day, uh, every time I'm gonna ask, and he'll ask, he'll say, I don't know this term. We're like, that, that's arrows, that's arrows love, that's arrows love. We, we're going to have that convention again, or that spiritual day again. What do you suggest for us as servants when we're talking about that topic to the uh, to the to the youth? How can we like put boundaries as a church to let them know that it's okay to discuss these things, but at the same time, it's not necessary for them to bring in. I mean, there was just a lot of details. It was it was a big crazy. If I understand you correctly, these terms are things in pornography that I am comfortably saying is garbage and am I right? Did I understand you correctly? And these terms, things in pornography, in reality they are garbage, right? So I will ask you a question. In a spiritual day should we spend the time discussing garbage? Okay. So the principle is Pornography is sin. If I'm going to get into the details and what's, accept, what's acceptable is not what's acceptable. You know, what's normal. Actually, in another lecture, I said there is nothing called what's normal in, in, in sexual relationship. But there are some principles that define what's normal and what's not normal. For example, in this principle, forcing my spouse to do anything against her will, that's not normal. Something that is painful to my spouse but bring pleasure to me, it's not normal. Something that I will enjoy by myself and the other will not enjoy, not normal. So we need to discuss these principles instead of going into all these terms and what they, they mean. And actually, some people don't know these terms. And now, actually, I will defile their mind by listening to this terminology. And maybe they will be tempted later on to, uh, out of curiosity, to find out what these terms know. Is this a good knowledge? No, it's not a good knowledge. It's a bad knowledge. And if it's a bad knowledge, and if, if I have a trash can, I'm not going to look at it and discover what in this trash can. I will throw it away. So the garbage should be thrown away and, and be burned. So I think you need, in the beginning of the spiritual day, to put some principles about the discussion. Here, actually, in Spiritual Day, we need to build a strong foundation with God in order to overcome this temptation, not to discuss the details of this temptation. Uh, one of the fathers said, if a thief comes to your house to rob your house, 
Are you going to discuss with him why stealing is wrong and that's wrong and he should not do this? Or you're going to actually call the police for him and you kick him away? There is no discussion in, in, in these bad things. But we need to put the right principles and with the right principles uh, we will understand what is God's plan for sex and what's actually his economy and, and why he planted this desire in us. That's why in today's lecture, before I spoke about pornography, I said, what's God's plan for sex? We need to understand this sex and sexual desire. And we, when we understand this, then we know why pornography is, is sinful. Because it's against God's purpose, against God's economy for sex. There is a concept, I'm not sure it's discussed in the premarital or not. Uh, if the, both of them agree uh, to watch pornography together, uh, there is no cheating, they are both satisfied and everything is okay and both of them agree. Uh, there is another level which is worse that they may join the groups or swinging groups or to exchange partners. So I may know, or as a servant may know, because some families involved in this, not because there is something wrong happening. Because both uh, partners are satisfied, they are okay, and not, no one foresees want to do this, either swing or we don't know, we, we don't know because they do not initiate that they are doing something wrong. They are okay. How there is no cheating? When I look at pornography and I look at other men or women, the Lord said if you look at a woman to lust after her, you committed adultery. How there is no cheating here? If if couple agreed together to steal a bank, does it make it right? If both of them agreed to watch pornography, is not right? Definitely it's sin. And this actually, you know, in Romans chapter 1, when it says they were delivered to a based mind, that's a based mind. Very, very a based mind that actually what is sinful and what's disgusting, they see, perceive it as normal. To what extent Satan actually is corrupting this, these minds? This is not normal. It's sinful. Not because both of them have the consent uh, or agreement. Make it right. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And there is cheating in it. Watching a pornography to lust after the person on the screen, that's cheating. Glory be to God forever and ever.